0: Now here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk, KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Now here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here
1: Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for uh, another episode. Um, (laughs) This uh, originally was going to be a Hoops Thursday episode, and we we were going to get to talk about a uh, a, a really fun victory over Villanova. I was lucky enough to take that one in courtside. Um, Great atmosphere, another overtime win. Um, but sadly, um, over the last 24 hours, um, some kind of gut punch news happens with football and with basketball. Um, we're going to have to talk about that because uh, look, that's what everyone's talking about. Um, nah, I mean it's it sucks. Um, outside of like the most devastating losses in K State. Sports history, this has been quite frankly one of the worst 24 hour periods in the history, the modern history of Kansas State athletics. Um, Not only do you have a gut punch um, with a legend, um, Ring of Honor guy, uh, Colin Klein, um, accepting an offensive coordinator job at Texas A&M, but uh, now I mean it's, I mean it's gotten way too big not to talk about. Again, um, I'm not, I, I'm only going to talk about stuff that, that I, I I know for a fact, um, because there's so many rumors swirling around. Um, but with the Naquan Tomlin situation, it is at a point where. Um, there's no hiding from the fact that Jerome Tang and President Richard Linton, um, that, I mean, it, it's apocalyptic, their relationship at this point. Um, some of the rumors that are going along with it, I, I don't really know uh, what's true, what's not. I'm not going to pretend uh, that I do. Um but we're going to talk about that situation, kind of the impasse that K State basketball also finds themselves at, um, you know, on this December 6th afternoon, uh, early evening, late afternoon. Um, it, I, you know, I, I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but again, I, I, I think that when you throw out the obvious gut wrenching kick in the nuts, loss, game losses, losses on the court and field. Um, I I, I do feel like this is um, truthfully the worst 24-hour period in case of athletics in my life. Um, So we're going to talk about it. We're we're going to hear my opinions. I'm going to talk through it. I'm going to work through it on my end. Um, I don't know if this is going to be fun to listen to. But this is what's going on at K State. Um, uh, I, I just, you know, there's too much going on um, to not talk about it. Before we do, um, I do want to talk about, you know, our, our sponsors. The first one, of course, Manhattan Brewing Company. Lucky enough to hang out with one of the best question askers and uh, K State trivia participant, recurring guest on the show. Uh, S.L. Keck on Twitter, Steve, and then Jimmy, a.k.a. KC underscore fan. And, and Steve, I, I don't want to leave this out, Steve's wonderful wife as well at Manhattan Brewing Company. Folks, we had a great time hanging out. And, and here here's the fun thing. I was drinking the different beers. Both Steve and Jimmy were having some of their cocktails that they have on tap. Again, even if you're not a beer fan, even if you don't have uh, – you know, uh, friends that that like craft beer. There's something for everyone there. Also got to run into a former high school teacher, shout out Mr. Goring, uh, for showing up at Manhattan Brewing Company as well. It was a blast. It is the spot to be um, before you go to Bramlage. It is the spot to be anytime you go to Manhattan. The greatest employees, the greatest beer, the greatest vibes, and some of the best Christmas decor as well. So remember, the next time you're in Manhattan, get a couple pints, get a couple crowlers, get a couple four-packs. Stop by Manhattan Brewing Company every time you're showing up in Manhattan. And, of course, Wabash Ale is coming out uh, here in just a couple weeks. I think, actually, it just might be a week from today as you guys are listening to it. So talk to your local liquor store in the state of Kansas. Be polite, be friendly, but tell them you want Manhattan Brewing Company beer in your local liquor store. All right, um... First, let's start with the Colin Klein stuff. I'm going to talk through it, um, and it just is what it is. First off, uh, look, I, I understand for these people, this is a job. For Colin Klein, this is a job. This is how he provides for his family. He is an ambitious person who is trying to forge forward his career. I acknowledge that. I understand that. Um, and I'm not like gonna hate on Colin Klein for the decision he made, but I'm not gonna cheer for him either. You know, I'm not going to now start following Texas A&M and hope that they are wildly successful. I'm not gonna do it. I'm a fan. I'm allowed to get salty. I'm allowed to get mad. I'm allowed to get frustrated. Um, I, I don't think that that is unreasonable and I don't think anyone should have to hold back those feelings. But at the end of the day, again, this is a job for him. Um, if some of the rumors are true, we're talking three to four times his salary uh, that he was getting at K-State, um, for better or worse, um... You know Texas A&M perceived as a, a better spot for him, career-wise as well. Um, I mean, it, it sucks. And again, uh, so I, I just kind of laid out the facts. I'm, I'm going to do opinions here, and I will talk about some of the rumors. I'll talk about some of the rumors um, specifically surrounding Colin Klein. I'm not going to do the same with Naquan Tomlin again because the the stakes of what's going on vastly different. This is a career move versus stuff that different folks are invest looking at. So I understand. I understand if you guys might get frustrated that I'm going to touch on some of the rumors surrounding Colin Klein, but not Naquan Tomlin. Um, but it just is what it is. Um, so look. This also, I don't think, is due to a lack of trying to keep calling around. Um, He turned down Notre Dame to come back last year. Um, Jimbo actually flirted with him coming to Texas A&M last year. We know Nick Saban talked to him before he landed on Tommy Reese um, to be the Alabama offensive coordinator. I think we all knew he was going to be a hot commodity, um, but he had turned others down. So I was hoping, um, and and we knew he was going to have interest, but I was hoping, you know, we weren't going to have to worry about it this year. Um, I, I know a lot of folks initial reaction was to blame Gene Taylor, blame the K-State donors, blame people, um, for not doing whatever it takes to keep Colin Klein, um, First off, the, the amount of money is insane. Texas A& m I believe, has the third highest athletic budget in America. I think they have the second highest football budget in America. Um, so if you're getting in a resource off of Texas A& that that is not something you're going to win. The chatter last night um, seemed to indicate that Colin Klein said, hey, I'm going to need this amount for a raise. I'm going to need autonomy to hire and fire staff. I'm going to need autonomy to make certain decisions. And it sure seemed like if some of the chatter was true, he was really trying to put himself in a situation where he was as close to an acting head coach as you could be and taking a lot of that power, a lot of that say away from Chris Kleiman. Now, if you believe those rumors, um, it sounds like K-State was actually working on giving Colin what he wanted. Um, It was sounding like they were going to try to give him a raise. They were going to give him more autonomy. They were going to give him more raises. I mean, it sounds like There might have even been verbal agreements that he was going to be the guy um, when Chris Kleiman eventually retires whenever that's going to be. I get the impression. I get the vibe. I kind of come across hearing some of this chatter thinking Colin Klein was trying to make a demand and and force K-State to tell him no to make things easier. For him to leave. Um, they didn't. I also have a little bit of a problem. No, I don't, it's not a little bit. I have a, a pretty fucking big problem. Sorry, not saying the F word in 2024, but I have a fucking big problem with Colin Klein also doing this. Um right as Gene Taylor, right as Connor Riley, right as Chris Kleiman, right as other folks in the athletic department. Are flying out to Las Vegas for Michael Bishop's Hall of Fame induction and Cooper Beebe's award ceremonies. I, I I have I have a pretty big problem with that, especially since we also just let three quarterbacks go into the transfer portal. Um, I don't think Colin Klein handled this very well. And I think the fact that this happened while coaches, while donors, while administrators are a thousand miles away in Las Vegas um, and he's back in Manhattan, I think that says a lot about Colin Klein. Um, I think it says a lot about how he felt about this. I think it says a lot about how he made his mind up. If he was truthfully going to give K-State a shot, to do what it takes, or what he wanted them to do, to stick around, he would have not. He would not have done this while everyone was away. I think it was a pretty slimy move, and a, honestly, a pretty cowardly move by Colin Klein to go about it like that. I, I, I. Again, you have to do whatever you need to for your career, for your family. It is what it is. That's fine. But I, I think it is it is a pretty cowardly way to go out. Um, to say, hey, I, I think I'm going to go to Texas a and unless you do X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, in the afternoon, in the evening, as everyone who would be involved in that situation is at a black tie award ceremony a thousand miles away um so i i lost a little bit of respect for colin klein as a man um for for going about it like that but again here's the thing he is a world-class offensive coordinator he is one of the hottest names in collegiate football coaching this was bound to be something that was going to happen we took it all It eventually was going to happen. It was going to be for a head coaching job, but, you know, you can hope in hand and you know what else you can do in the other. Um, It it also puts your back against the wall when it comes to keeping Avery Johnson around. Um, Blake Barnett, a guy who who I think is going to also be a great quarterback uh, you know, commitment from Colorado signing days uh, a week or so away. Um, he's probably feeling blindsided. He probably is thinking, "Oh, I, I, I don't know what I'm gonna going to do." And in modern college football, the uh, vultures are circling. Um, so it's going to take everything in K State's power, um, I would imagine, to keep Avery Johnson around. Think it's going to take everything K State's power to keep um, Blake Barnett um, committed. Uh, I mean, it sucks, folks. I mean, it, it it really sucks. Now, if if this was a different situation, if it was a different offensive coordinator um, who whose name wasn't up on the Ring of Honor, um, because you know, he was a legendary player. Um, if he wasn't married to a K state alum and Kansas native who just so happens to be the daughter of quite frankly, maybe the greatest K state linebacker of all time. Um, it it, it is the perfect storm of, uh, you know, the, the hero, the, the big man on campus marries the college sweetheart who has deep roots to K state football. Um, comes up turns out to be an elite offensive coordinator one of the youngest in college football um it, it truly is the single perfect recipe to feel like you got kicked in the groin now uh, moving forward again you have to do whatever it takes to keep Avery Johnson around um If Avery leaves, if some of that young offensive talent leaves, all of a sudden uh, you're scrambling big time in the transfer portal to try to figure out um, the best way to um, put together a 2024 season. Um, And keep in mind, you know, you have a bowl game here in in three weeks, and uh, you're scrambling for that as well. It it, it truly is, when it comes to losing a coordinator, the worst possible scenario, the biggest gut punch of all time, and um, it just sucks. Um, Everything about it is horrible. Um, I don't want to see Colin Klein highlights in any of the um, pregame hype videos. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to see people wearing Colin Klein jerseys. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I I'll get over it. O- eventually, I'll get over it. Um, but the way Colin handled this and, and just the ap- absolute possible devastation this could could bring um, to the next few years of K State football, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um it's just gross um rumors floating around who he may or may not try to take from k state with him um down to texas a m um i've heard brian Lapack. i've also heard there's I, I, brian lepack also he's buddies with jeff levy who who just got the um head coaching job at mississippi state so Brian Lapack, who, who I think is going to be a star uh, in, in in collegiate football coaching, um, who knows where he's going to end up. Josh Buford, who has been a quality control guy and analyst, we've even had him on the show. I hope he's not going anywhere. Um, I, I, I love Josh Buford, and, and I think finding a way to keep him um, would be pretty big. Would be pretty big. Uh, and trying to keep Avery around, but I, I know he's close with Colin. Um, so could he end up going? Um, I know Colin Klein, big fan of Matthew Middleton. So could we be having, um, what, our sixth wide receiver coach in seven years? Something wild like that. I don't know. Um, it's stuff to, to keep an eye on. I think ultimately, um, I think ultimately Connor Riley is safe. I think Brian Anderson coaching the running backs is safe, um, and I, and everything else could be up in the air. Everything else could be up in the air. Um, so, so what's the next steps? Um, the 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 names that are being floated around. So um, originally, I kind of had. I had second thoughts, or not second thoughts. I, 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 you're starting to hear the name Connor Riley pop up uh, to get promoted. So there, there's some Twitter chatter about that name. Um, a couple national reporters bringing that up. I, I, I don't. I, I'm a little surprised by it. I, 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 figured you know Connor Riley probably could have had chances to be an offensive coordinator um, before. Um, seems to be entrenched in the offensive line. That I mean, for an offensive line coach, that is a massive, um, a massive undertaking to be doing both an entire offensive line unit and the entire offense. Um, I think he can do it. I think Conor Riley is a smart guy. I think he has the ability. Um, but that seems to be the name that is getting the most steam. Um, the other name. That I, I've seen national folks bring up um, is Willie Corn. So he was the offensive coordinator at Liberty, and I think he was at Coastal Carolina before that. Um, I think that's going to be a hot name. I think Florida is looking at him. Um, I think any other offensive coordinator job that pops up in the next, you know, three four weeks, I, I think he's going to be a candidate for him. Um, If we could grab him, that would be a major coup. I think that would be absolutely massive. I think that could be an absolute game changer if you're able to grab him. Um, When you talk quarterbacks, coaches only, um, I mean, I'm biased. I I like Josh Buford. I, I think he is a talented guy. I think he would be up for it. If he sticks around at K-State and uh, there's shuffling amongst the offensive staff and you bring in an offensive coordinator who is not a quarterback's guy, or if there's shuffling including on the defensive side of the ball and uh, there's consolidation... Um, and you have now an open spot, and you can hire just uh, an extra guy. I think Josh Buford, being on the coaching staff, getting the coach, quarterback coaching job, I, I think that that would be a big plus. Um, he's worked with Avery. He's been involved in Kansas City um, high school recruiting. Um, he's been a quarterback's coach. He's done a lot of work with the quarterbacks the last few years as well. Um, So I think Josh Buford should be the quarterback's coach, especially when we are now worried about trying to keep, uh, you know, your stud quarterback commit for 2024. Um, When you're trying to hold on to Avery Johnson, when you're trying to find um, some continuity in a room that uh, really has had a tornado come through it. Um, So I I think that would be massive. Um, I don't have another name. Uh, if it's just the quarterbacks coach. I know folks are throwing out the idea Jake Waters cuz he's in coaching right now. Um I'm not going to I'm not even going to I'm not going to even think about that right now. Um I, I it, it all just sucks, guys. I it all just sucks. I I I think I think the move um If you're able to keep everyone around, if you're able to keep Brian Lepac around, if you're able to keep Matthew Middleton around, I think promoting Connor Riley to offensive coordinator and Josh Buford to quarterbacks coach and then just locking down, getting this crew to lock down and uh, keep everyone intact, keep the roster intact, keep the recruiting class intact, I think that would be the best thing. Um... Again, if if that's not going to happen, if you're going to see um, Middleton leave, if you're going to see Lapack leave, uh, if you if you think you can get a guy like Willie Corn, um, then you make it happen, and then you figure out the rest later. So um, it truly is buckle up time. It, it is truly uh, you know hold on to your seats um, because this is going to be a very wild. Uh, 72 hours because uh, when you have as much at stake as K-State currently does uh, with the momentum of this program, you're going to want to move quick. So uh, stay tuned uh, is all I have to say there. Um, Before we talk about what's going on um, with the basketball program, um, let's talk about Charlie Hustle. Look, um, you better move quickly if, if you want to get your Christmas gifts. And I would say... Uh, now's the time. One of my favorite days during their 12 days of hustle uh just happened. They dropped their uh, collaboration with J. Rieger Co. Whiskey. Um, they always have a holiday bottle design, and then Charlie Hustle does a T-shirt with that design on there. So that just dropped today. So you guys know I already bought it. Um, also bought some gifts for my friends and family. I've gotten Chauncey a new collar. Um, absolutely best spot to do all your you know final second Christmas shopping. So get over to charliehustle.com. We're going to have a giveaway later in December um, for a free k eight t-shirt, so stay tuned for that. Uh, check out Charlie Hustle, Vintage Made Fresh. All right, so we know what's going on with football. We know the next steps. Um, I'm devastated. Um, I'm pissed off about it. You can too. Um, Ultimately, you keep Barnett committed. You keep Avery Johnson on the roster. Rally, I think it's all going to be okay. And ultimately, look, before we get to basketball again, I, I trust Chris Kleinman. He knows how to deal with this. Honestly, if Colin Klein was a mediocre player for... Eastern Michigan, right? It, this would not be hurting as much as it does. But since he's one of our own, that's that's what really takes us up a level. Uh, but but basketball, look, um, and it sucks. Honestly, it really does suck that uh, the Colin Klein news happened, and then seemingly a bubble over has happened, um, and it's gone from being whispered. On message boards to being out in public on Twitter, on Kansas City Sports Talk Radio, and all that type of stuff, um, because Tuesday night was it was a an elite atmosphere. It, it was uh, one of the best I've seen for non-conference games in Bramwich Coliseum, and I would love to talk about that. I would love to talk about um, you know another kind of blown lead. Uh, but a win in overtime. It it really is wild uh how they're able to continue to win on in overtime. Um uh, but things have bubbled over. Ultimately what is happening there there is there is a disagreement between President Richard Linton and Jerome Tang and how the punishment of Naquan Tomlin has gone. Um, he, he We've talked about it. There was an incident outside of Tubby's. All the details, not known. I'm not going to speculate on them because, quite frankly, I don't know anything for 100%. There is nothing outside of... I know one incident happened outside of Tubby's right before the season started, and... And one incident happened at some point in the summer after they got back from Israel and the UAE because shortly after they got back from that trip, Naquan Tomlin was not with the team. Um, He was serving a suspension for something that we have no idea about. My, My first bit of all this, because there is so much secrecy Nobody has any clue what happened, what the first event was. There are so many details about the second event that nobody has any idea about. So, there is so much secrecy and there is nothing that can be confirmed, nothing that can be denied that has made this a rumor mill story that is never going to get put in Pandora's box. Um, Because of all of that... um, Jerome Tang, and I think it is fair to say, to kind of throw this in as fact. Uh, enough people uh, who cover the team are saying this. It, it's out on Twitter. Um, Jerome Tang's pissed off. He's had enough. Um, and there, there seems to be almost a full-on mutiny against President Myers. Um, not Myers. He's gone. President Linton, excuse me. Um, and, and and quite frankly, um, folks who cover K-State athletics and people close to Jerome Tang, they're making it seem like there's a very real chance Jerome Tang's going to leave in the spring over this, um... Look, I, I I've been saying on the whole Naquan issue. Hey, I, I'm expecting him back. Um, I you know I, at, at times I thought it was going to happen last week. Um, I thought he'd be playing versus Villanova. It now seems like whatever the issue is, whatever is going on, um, that President Richard Linton is dragging his feet, putting his feet foot on the ground and some are saying that he he will not allow Naquan Tomlin to play. So there seems to be confusion on why that's the case. We don't have any concrete information. Does he have the ability to make that decision? We don't have that concrete information. Um, Enough people who I trust, enough people who cover this team, seem to think that Jerome Tang and Gene Taylor are in lockstep and think Naquan Tomlin should be able to play. Um, and again, this, is, this has caused things to go nuclear. Um, there was, uh, I guess, close to 50 students trying to protest outside of Richard Linton's uh, residency on campus at K-State. Um, he's been reached and says he has no comment. Um, there's rumors of Naquan Tomlin. I mean, he graduates at semester rumors that he could just grad transfer and be playing in January for another school. Um, this is, this has become a a massive issue. Again, part of the reason why this has become a massive issue is because, there is so much secrecy around what really happened. Um, ultimately, I, I I don't know what to believe. It sure seems like all the tea leaves um, are pointing towards President Linton is overstepping. Um, it seems like that is the opinion of K-State Athletics as a whole. That is 100% the feeling of K-State basketball. um, And now it's gotten to the point where you you can't ignore it. Um, Because, again, these whispers have been been around for a few weeks. If you're not perpetually online, if you're not on message boards, if you're not super deep in the weeds on K-State Twitter, um, the extent of this is probably surprising. And, and, and again, I'll be honest – I thought a lot of it was being exaggerated. I thought a lot of it was, okay, yeah, Tang's probably frustrated, but there there is a legitimate reason for what's going on. Um, but really, from just before tip-off uh, to now, uh, late afternoon, early evening, on December 6th, there has been so much public noise. There has been so much public animosity. There are people who I trust, people who are close to everything who are saying, hey, I don't know if this can be mended. And then um, Tim Fitzgerald, and I don't think he, w- he would mind me saying this. Um, he, he, he was on Kansas City Sports Talk Radio. He even tweeted. Um, he's out here in public basically hinting and saying that he would not be surprised if this is Jerome Tank's final year all over this incident. Um, so you couple this with what is going on with Colin Klein leaving and the uncertainty um, with some high-profile players over there uh, and, and other offensive staff members. You, you connect this all together, um, and and it's a it, it's been an ugly twenty-four hours. It, it, it really has been, and it's been about twenty-four hours um, from the time I'm recording this that I first caught wind of. The Colin Klein to Texas A&M stuff. And about 30 minutes after, um, which was, what, about an hour before tip-off yesterday, uh, you start getting the text messages. You start talking to folks in Bramlage, hearing the extent of the massive rift between uh, Richard Linton and, and Jerome Tang. So, uh, folks, it is, it is going to be a tumultuous time. It is going to be a bumpy time. It is going to be a wild um, 72 hours, not just with football, but with basketball too. And and honestly, it truly is a shame. It's a shame that this is going on. And this is what I would say. If Jerome Tang and the basketball staff are listening to this, if Gene Taylor and the athletic staff is listening to this, and if Richard Linton... And the university staff is listening to this. This is this is what I would tell all three of these groups. This has become a absolute an absolute fucking disaster. Not saying the F word in 2024. Everyone, all three parties tried to keep this quiet. All three parties tried to keep this from becoming a PR issue. And for a long time, a lot of this was kept under the rug. It wasn't until an NIL event that Naquan Tomlin was at that anyone really had any idea that Naquan had been suspended from the team. And to this day, nobody has any clue what that issue was. And with the Tubby's incident, the most recent incident, we still don't have a clear picture of what happened. We know that an arrest was made. We know that Naquan is going through a diversion program. So in the eyes of Riley County Police Department, that is being handled. It is not doing K-State, the university any good. It is not doing K-State athletics any good. And it's not doing the men's basketball program any good to try to fight a shadow battle. I don't care which of the three entities it is, but we need a clear picture of what happened, what the first event was, all the details surrounding the second event, and a real reason, the reason why President Linton is holding out Naquan Tomlin. Because if we continue, if K-State continues to keep everything in, in the shadows... Jerome Tang, the fans, the donors, are going to continue a mutiny against the new university president. Who, by all intents and purposes, is very good at his job. So there is going to be an unfixable rift between athletic donors, athletic fans, and the university president leading the university we all love. There's going to be a rift going the other way between President Linton and Jerome Tang. So we could be in a situation where we have this infighting bullshit that no one knows any of the details about and you could see Jerome Tang leave in the spring and you could see Naquan Tomlin leave at the semester and none of us are going to know any of the details why. President Linton, if you really think that you are in the right here, then something has to be made public. Because you're doing yourself no favors, Jerome Tang and the basketball team. If truly nothing, if 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 this is truly an overstep by President Linton, you make it public. You say this is what the first incident was. Here are the details of the second, and this is why we think Naquan should be able to play. The fact that we're turning this into a us versus them all under the banner of K-State, it's not helping anybody. It's not helping anybody. So here we are at the cusp of absolute disaster in both sports. If you, if you don't do the correct thing, if you aren't able to keep guys together, if you aren't able to hold things down on football, you're going to have... Uh, and that, I mean, just a gross bowl game performance where you're going to have to... I mean, look, we, we, we made all the jokes. You're going to have to have Seth Porter playing quarterback the entire game with a skeleton crew offensive staff. Um, and you're going to set yourself back a couple years with the football program. Because I have no doubt, wh- whoever... I, I, I know... Chris Kleiman can get through this. I know he can find a, a capable offensive coordinator and, and get us back to Big 12 contention. This is not a forever issue for football, but it's going to put us behind the eight ball for a couple years if things are not handled correctly here in the next 48 to 72 hours. Basketball, um, and here, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, President Linton. If you are not going to reinstate Aqwan Tomlin, and if you're not going to tell us why, if you're not going to make public the reasoning as to why this rift has happened, Jerome Tang will salt the earth against you as a university president and make it incredibly hard for Jerome Tang to make for Gene Taylor to make the next hire. Um, transparency is needed, otherwise everything is going to suffer for K-State. So I am begging the three parties to either figure it out and all three of you to start pulling in the same direction. Athletics, the basketball program, and the university, or make stuff public so everyone can make the correct decision and we don't have to continue to live in the dark. Uh, it, it, it's been an absolute shit show of a 24 hours It's not going to get better this next 24 hours um, And uh, it, it couldn't be happening at, at a worse time So the sky's falling It's really not It's Honestly, it's just college athletics And that's all about to change And truly turn into minor leagues With... Athletic departments leasing stadiums and arenas and logos, um, and we're going to see the death of all non-revenues. I mean, it's. I mean, we're we're at the cusp here. Um, so th- this is not an inspiring episode. This is not a good episode. This is a frustrating episode. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Leave it with this. Um, be mad at Colin Klein all you want. Um, I'm not mad at him for taking the job. I'm mad at him for going about it the way he did. I, I, I've I lost respect for him um, as a person doing this um, at 3 a.m. While everyone who could be part of the decision-making process is in Las Vegas. Um so, so I, I'm mad at Colin Klein for that. I have hope and I believe in Chris Klein and, and figuring things out on that side of the ball. I just hope that we're able to do it quickly and do it well, keep Avery Johnson, and keep the momentum we have. Basketball, Electric Night in Bramlage Coliseum, overshadowed by a fight in the shadows, in the dark, um, between President Linton and and Jerome Tang, where nobody is a winner um, because both sides are determined to do it while fighting shadow campaigns against each other. And the only people who lose in this are uh, K-State fans and Naquan Tomlin. Um, I, I, I hope Jerome Tang, I hope President Linton, I hope Gene Taylor, and I hope Naquan Tomlin all... Act like adults, put it all out on the table, and, and come to a conclusion, or at least have it all out there, um, so this infighting, and this stupid mutiny, and all this stuff that's going on can be ended, because nobody, nobody is succeeding. So th- that's the episode. That's the episode. Nothing is great. Everything is bad, um, and, and I'm, I'm melting down. Um, I'm, not, I'm not doing well. I am not well, I hate it, and I'm going to scream into a pillow until I pass out. Um, Alright, that's it. Um, It is Christmas time, it is the time of giving, so we will end by saying, hey, please consider either volunteering your time or donating some money or clothes or or, or whatever to a charitable uh, need or a a charitable organization that you hold dear. Um, Please give back during this time. Um, I think we're coming up on Hanukkah. I don't know when the first night of Hanukkah is, Um, but happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. Of course, Merry Christmas. Shout out to my dog, Chauncey, best dog in the world. Um, shout out to my parents' family, best family in the world. Shout out to the Boneheads. If you're still listening to this, shout out to you for listening to 45 minutes of me going through it. Um, so, yeah, my name's Scott McFarland. I love you guys. Go, cats. Um, and tomorrow's going to be another day.